On this episode, we dive into perfection, what it is, where I think mine came from, and how I work with it instead of against it. I hope this episode inspires you to take a look at your own perfectionist tendencies and give yourself permission to start small, commit to less, and suck sometimes. Let's do it. Welcome to the Discover Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kampmeyer, and on this show, we're dedicated to helping you discover the real you. If you're ready to find out who you are deep down and live a truly authentic life, keep listening. And don't forget, we're in this together. So it has been a wild ride to get to this episode, you guys. This is the second time I'm recording it which I have not done before. And I really wanted to maybe stay away from that, I think, because I don't feel like I can necessarily be as authentic the second time around, or it's not authentic to re-record an episode. But quite frankly, the first one was me just rambling until I figured out what I want to talk about, which I'm glad I did. But you guys don't need to hear that. So we can get to the point a whole lot quicker if I write down my notes and figure out what I actually want to say. But the problem was, was that I had topic ideas for podcast episodes I wanted to record. And every time I sat down to the mic, those things weren't happening. I would try to talk about the things I wanted to talk about and nothing would come out. Like I couldn't even get a word out. For whatever reason, my body was locking up and it was like, no, this is not the right time to talk about that. So what I did earlier this week was sit down in front of the mic and just start talking. And it was crazy. It was kind of a cool experience because it was something I didn't allow myself to do with my writing. Whenever I was writing a project, I would keep going on that project until I finished it. I would publish it and then I would start something new. I never really gave myself any time to practice There was always just this expectation that whatever I was writing was going to be published. So it was kind of a neat experience to get on the mic and have no pressure of this episode ever airing. Like It was totally okay if I just rambled and rambled and rambled and this episode never actually went up. So that was cool. It was a really cool experience and it actually really ties into what I ended up talking about the most, which was as you've seen from the title, perfection. It's something I have absolutely struggled with in the past, and I know a lot of people do too, so I'm excited to dive into that topic today. Now, one thing I've been focusing on the last couple of weeks is this perfectionist part of me. It's something I brought up with my coach a couple of Sundays ago, and the practice she recommended has been super helpful. But before I get into that, let's talk more about what perfection is. It's that need or that drive for everything to be perfect without flaws. Everything has to have its place or you have to be 100% at whatever you're doing. This can be so exhausting, you guys. So exhausting. I know I get tired of feeling like I have to be perfect at everything I do. I know like when I recorded that episode earlier this week and I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is not perfect. But my whole plan for this podcast was that things don't have to be perfect. I want to show up to the mic and just be who I am. So some of the things that I was feeling while I was recording that episode was 
terrified, like really scared that whatever was coming out wasn't going to be worthy enough of people listening or people weren't going to care about what I had to say. Even though I've gotten some really great feedback from the podcast, for whatever reason, it feels like maybe I've already tapped out of the magic that was those first few episodes, that things just aren't going to work out with whatever I'm talking about, or people will think I'm not really an authority enough to talk about the things I'm talking about. So when I ended up rambling into this story about perfection, I realized that's absolutely something I can talk about. I have so much experience with feeling like everything needs to be perfect. And one of the things that I have been working on lately is my nutrition. With that usually comes, you know, thinking about your activity level or what kind of workouts you're doing. And to be quite honest, I do not work out <laughs> as much as I want to. And I, I know I will uh, with my new mindset. Um, I really have not had a very strong workout routine at all. And that really takes its toll on my body. It means I'm not eating as well as I would like to. I end up feeling awful. I feel lazy. I feel down. I, I can hit like bouts of depression when I'm not feeling my best because I'm not moving my body. Uh, just all kinds of things happen. So when we aren't paying attention to our health, it can be for all kinds of reasons. But for me personally, it was definitely because I felt like if I attempted something, I would have to be perfect at it. That is always my driving force behind everything I do. And I've learned to take a step back from that when it comes to my professional stuff, like when it comes to the books I write or doing this podcast. I've learned how to not feel like I have to be super perfect all the time, but I hadn't yet brought that into my personal life. So things like uh, working out or eating right or even like in my relationships, feeling like I have to show up at 100% all the time, uh, that was bleeding into my personal boundaries. I really didn't have any because I felt like, well, if I'm not showing up for my friend, then I'm not being the perfect friend. I'm not being the perfect person I need to be in any given situation. So a lot of my own issues have really come from needing to be perfect. So from being able to do it in the business aspect, I thought it would be easier to do it in the personal aspect, but it really wasn't. <laughs> I thought, okay, if I know that in my podcast, I don't have to be perfect. In my books, you know, they don't have to be perfect. Then how come I can't just try something different in my own life? And the things I've wanted to try lately are um, cultivating a more regular workout practice, eating better. So eating more fresh, raw fruits and vegetables, eating probably smaller meals. I know I eat more than I should. Or I overeat to the point where I feel crappy, you know, where you, I, I always call it, I'm, I'm hate myself full when I eat way too much. I, I'm sure you understand. <laughs> a lot of us are like this for some reason that like, you know, American culture or whatever, where we just, we overeat. I know I overdo it, but I don't overdo the things that are good for me unless I start a new program. So I'll start a new workout program and think, okay, I have to do this every single day at full capacity. And then by day two, I am so sore, I can barely get out of bed. So it deters me from trying something new later on down the road. And that, gosh, that 
makes it so much harder to try anything later, right? Even with eating, if I wasn't super perfect and I didn't have, you know, the right salad at lunch and the right amount of food for dinner, then the next day I'm like, you know what? I blew it and I might as well just go back to all the crap I was eating before. And that doesn't serve us, right? We, I don't think we have any idea how much power there is in smaller shifts in habits or, you know, taking baby steps and building on that foundation. Once your foundation is strong, you can build upon that and create something much bigger than you have. But if you're not building that foundation first, then it's really hard to get to that point where you have what you wanted because you couldn't start small. So starting small is something I will talk about a little bit later. But for now, what I want to do is help you see where this came from for me, and then maybe it'll help you figure out how to work with it in your own life. So when I was younger, I behaved really well. I got really good grades, and I was just like this overall good student. I really liked to get good grades and behave because I got treated better when I behaved, when I got really good marks on tests and my report cards were good. And that was, you know, with my parents, with my teachers, I was treated more like an adult. I felt better when I was treated less like a child or more like someone who was capable of doing what they were tasked to do. So I did good things. I, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I need to beat that to death. Uh, so I, I never really did anything bad. So I don't want you to think that I got punished for doing bad stuff. I really didn't get punished for doing bad stuff. But I, well, okay, yeah. So sometimes I got grounded or whatever. <laughs> but, but I noticed that I got treated better when I did better things. So I didn't misbehave. I strived to do the most good I could, which was more and more addicting as I did better and better than other students in school. I was singled out. I was treated just so much better. And I liked that. I became addicted to that in a sense. But the problem with that is that I held such high standards for what I was doing, even at such a young age, probably without realizing it. But now as an adult, my standards are so high that if I'm not perfect right off the bat, or if I don't hit a goal, either in my personal life or my career, right off the bat, like as soon as I take that first attempt, I I quit. Like I just, it doesn't feel good. I don't like it because as a child, I never gave myself room to be bad at anything. I never gave myself room to grow into anything. I just, I I knew how to study and I got good grades and I did what I needed to do. And even in like extracurriculars. I strived to be first chair when I was playing the flute or the French horn, or I got my black belt in Taekwondo uh, when I was like 13. It was addicting to be really good at stuff. And of course, you know, if I were doing these things, then clearly I was trying. I was, I had to start from somewhere, right? But I ended up rising up in the ranks. So it's hard for me as an adult to not automatically do that and still feel good about what I'm doing because I gave myself zero room to grow into things if I wasn't really good at it, at least after, you know, a few attempts. Like I really needed to get that done and know that I could do it. So I strived to be the best in any endeavor I took on and that turned into productivity overdrive in my adult life and no hobbies. 
there are very few things I do just for fun. Like I'm trying to think about it right now. <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, I watch TV, right? We go to the movies sometimes uh, and I eat. And these are like, we eat for fun. We love to go out to dinner, me and my husband. And I love to bake, which I guess is kind of just for fun, but we do have to eat <laughs> to live, right? So it's almost like I do things out of necessity or for money. And that's like, that's exhausting. It's really it's so exhausting to only do things because of like what they might gain you, you know, that the things you might gain from, that's that's what you're working on all the time. And I wish I could explain like how I don't know. I mean, it's led to burnout multiple times. So many counts of burnout for me. My most recent was very recently, like I'm I'm still kind of recovering. Uh, it's really tough to to just always feel like you have to be doing something and that you have to be absolutely good at it. There's just no room for error, no room for growth. You always have to go, go, go. I mean, how many of us have started things like planning, like paper planning, where we want to have these beautiful planners that we keep up with all the time and decorate with stickers and washi tape and they look really cool and pretty and then we don't do it because we're not perfect at it. Like for me, I know that mine aren't going to look as beautiful as other people's, but I've had to come to terms with just doing it functionally, going, okay, well, this is serving a purpose. I am planning to plan my day and not to make this really pretty, and that's okay. Or how many of us feel like we need to be the perfect parent or be the absolute best at our job? It can be so tiring to always feel like everything needs to be perfect, and then we don't even do some things that could be helping us in the long run. So without any room to grow in business or new habits or relationships, I end up feeling like if I don't hit that goal right away that I'm just a complete failure. And if you're always failing at stuff, I mean, how good does that feel, right? It doesn't feel good at all. You feel like trash. You feel terrible because you set these super high goals because your standards are so high and everything needs to be perfect. And then you don't hit them because... We just expect so much from ourselves. There is zero room to grow, and that makes it so tough to feel like you're getting anything accomplished, which leads us to not trusting ourselves. And this is like probably the biggest problem where when we don't trust ourselves to follow through on our word, we don't trust ourselves to accomplish the things we want to accomplish in life. When we're not able to trust ourselves or not able to get anything done. And the problem with that is that it's not the only problem, right? When we're not trusting ourselves, we are we don't follow through, we don't try, but it's mostly because we set these like gigantic expectations from ourselves right off the bat. If we feel like everything needs to be perfect all the time, then all we're going to do is feel like a failure if we don't meet that goal the second we try. It's been very tough for me to accept that this is how I've been for a lot of my life. I'm I just turned 34 a couple weeks ago and and to realize that I have spent so many years of my life 
maybe wasting time because I feel like I have to be absolutely perfect in the things I do. You know, it it's it hurts. It really kind of sucks. And I I don't want to um I don't know. I don't want to minimize, I think, the effect of social media that what that has on our drive and need to be perfect. But for me, this definitely stemmed from childhood where I just built up this habit of doing the best I could all the time because I got treated better. I liked the way I was treated. So even now, I really like, you know, when I get a lot of likes on a post on social media because, wow, I'm, I'm, maybe inspiring other people. I'm making an impact of some sort. And people in real life respond to that. You know, they'll tell me, oh, I really like when you post X, Y, and Z and, you know, all that, whatever, that kind of stuff. Like, that's flattering. It's nice. It makes me feel good because it makes me feel like, like I'm not failing, right? I'm, I'm some kind of success because I'm helping somebody. And that's great. Like that, I'm not taking away from that at all. I love feeling like I'm helping people and it's, that's like the absolute best. I seem to do a whole lot better when I feel like I'm helping people. Like I was saying with the podcast and with my books, I don't feel like it needs to be perfect for me because it's not for me. I'm doing this because I love it, but I'm doing this for other people. I'm doing this for you. Whoever's listening to this or whoever reads my books, all of that stuff is for you. And I know I can find somebody who likes the things I do. I can find someone out in this gigantic world who enjoys one of my books or who can be moved by a podcast episode I record. There are so many people out there. It's way easy with a little bit of marketing or a little bit of word of mouth to find somebody who will enjoy the content I put out. But when something is just for me, if I'm the only one who needs to be impressed and my standards are so sky high oh my gosh, I fail every time. I fail every time. I don't do perfectly at the new eating habits I want to take on. I don't do a workout program completely perfectly. So I quit. I just don't do it. I go, oh, I'll just go back to what I was doing because at least there's no stress. There's no pressure to be perfect. So I've had to really take that pressure off in a way that doesn't feel like I'm shoving my perfectionist side away. Like I'm not going to shun that part of myself. I'm not going to pretend like that part of myself doesn't exist. It does. That's a part of me. But recognizing that it's a part of me recognizes the fact that it can change. I can work with it instead of against it. And that's one of the major things I've learned from my coaching experience is that I don't have to pretend like these pieces of me don't exist, but I can use them in beneficial ways. Or I can even tap in and listen to them to see what they're actually trying to do for me. So my perfectionist side for me wants to protect myself in a way. It wants me to not feel like a failure, right? We have these ancient brains that really want us to stay safe. And, you know, we have the our fight or flight And when I start to think about not being perfect at something, the flight kicks in and I just run away from it and go, never mind, I'm not going to do that because I won't be perfect at it. But if I see that it just wants me to be safe, I can figure out how to be safe in a way that still takes on this new habit and allows it to grow. I give it room to grow and do something that's really good for me, right? If I am eating more fresh fruits and vegetables, 
eating more salads or green smoothies or things like that, then I'm going to feel better. And even if I'm not perfect at it, I can still get those benefits, right? Even if I'm only working out four days a week, that's better than not working out at all. <laughs> I think we can all agree on this stuff, right? One green smoothie you know, in, in a day is great if I could do that every day. But if I can only do that you know, five mornings out of the seven every week, how is that not better <laughs> than doing nothing at all? But because my standards were so high, I was expecting myself to be super perfect. I wouldn't try like, or I just wouldn't make it a thing. I go, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I might do it, but mm, if I'm measuring it and I'm not perfect at it, then I'm just not going to do it at all. So one of the things my coach told me to work on that I have been working on is balancing my masculine perfectionist energy with my feminine go with the flow energy. Because I do have that part of me that wants to flow, wants to feel good and and go with whatever's happening in the day or use my creativity for the project that's calling me in the moment that, you know, wants to eat what sounds good or feels good in the moment, but doesn't want to be tied down to really rigid structure or this thing that I have to keep up with and maybe not be perfect at. And the feminine part of me is okay with not being perfect because there's no real thing that I need to go after really hard, right? I can just kind of go with the flow. So if I balance those two energies and say, hey, you know what, perfectionist side of me, we are going to go after that thing you want to go after, but we are going to also have the feminine energy of going with the flow, go with it. I'm going to be okay with maybe only doing 80% of this plan, at least to begin with. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be as prepared as I can to appease that perfectionist part of me, but I'm going to use the feminine energy as I go through it and say, hey, you know what? If this lunch meal or lunch plan that I had for this week doesn't really feel like it aligns or feels good or is as tasty as I wanted it to be, because let's be real, if something doesn't taste good, we're not going to continue with it. But if it if it's not feeling right for whatever reason, I can reassess, I can change it. If it's one meal where I mess up and I eat something off plan or I eat something with, you know, more like vegan junk food than I normally would, it's one meal and I can realign and hit that next meal feeling like I'm going to make a better choice. Balancing these two energies has been huge for me. Huge, you guys, huge. This past week, I after working on that with my coach and spending at least five minutes each morning before I even get out of bed, just thinking about how I'm going to balance these two energies for the things that I have going on that day has helped so much. And you know what has helped a lot too? Starting small. Starting with just one thing. I'm not overhauling my life. I didn't expect myself to also take on a new workout program this week. I thought, I'm just going to work on my eating. I'm not going to change my entire life and flip it all upside down. I'm going to just focus on each meal every day. I'm going to meal prep and meal plan and see how that goes. And then I can think about switching up my workouts. So actually, that was all last week where I took on the new eating, the new, uh, eating plan. And it went pretty well. I would say I did about 85%. I think I did all right. And even the meals that I didn't do on plan, I still ate within the bounds of the Eat to Live program, which is what I'm doing. Um, 
just trying to get more nutrition into my diet because I know I feel so much better when I eat for nutrition instead of eating whatever vegan junk food we have on hand or whatever's not super nutritious for me. So, and I know I probably don't give myself enough credit because as a perfectionist, if it's not super perfect, I'm like, oh, I'm failing at it. So I know that I do better than I think I do. I'm definitely more, way more conscious of healthy eating and eating as best I can than probably a lot of people I know. And that's not, um, that's not shaming or that's not, you know, I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just trying to take a little bit of credit for what I do for myself and I feel good about it. Uh, So now this week I'm going to add like a 15 minute walk or I have a rebounder. So I might do 15 minutes of rebounding. Just trying to put that on my schedule to see if I can do that hopefully every day this week. But if it's not every day, then it's not every day and that's okay. There's next week. There's all kinds of time, hopefully, that I can work on this. And I'm just going to take it day by day and then reassess and see what I can do better for tomorrow. And that's part of my working on my perfectionist plan. Between trying to work with the perfectionist energy in me and balancing that with the go with the flow and setting up the expectation that, number one, I don't have to be perfect, but number two, I'm going to try my best I can't even tell you how helpful that's been. And adding on the starting small has been huge, just absolutely huge. And I want this for you. I want you, if you're a perfectionist as well, to feel like you can do this. Like you don't have to be perfect at everything we do because it is exhausting and burnout. I'll probably talk about burnout in another episode. It is oh my gosh, it's so, it's difficult. It is so difficult and you end up feeling like you're getting better and you might start doing that thing that you burned out from again and you just fall right back into it and worse. So I probably, yeah, I think I'll definitely talk about burnout because it's, it's major and a lot of us go through it because we want to be perfect at things or like I mentioned in the previous episode, I wanted to talk about success and how to personally define success for yourself so that you're not going after somebody else's dream because that might be the perfectionist in you as well trying to do that um all of this stuff ties together and you know when we burn out from living somebody else's dream because we were trying to be perfect it takes such a huge toll and i want your life to be yours so That all being said, my action plan or my action step for you this week is to take a very small goal that you have and make a plan, but give yourself permission to suck. (laughs) Give yourself permission to maybe do it just two times next week or only for two minutes. If you can, read the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. He talks about building habits from a very small perspective. Like if you want to build a running habit, the only thing you need to do for that first week is just put your running shoes on. That's literally the only goal you'll have every day for that week or however many times you want to do it that week. So start super small and give yourself permission to be bad. Give yourself permission to grow into that thing you are trying to do. For me, I'm growing into eating more for nutrition this week. I have my plan. I meal prepped. If you guys are following me on Instagram, you can see it on my stories. I think I posted one to my actual Instagram page, so you can check that out. Uh, I'm following the Hello Nutritarian 
plan for the most part. I think that's really where I, I've read Eat to Live, but that's where I'm getting my information from. And I have everything prepped as much as possible. I've given myself more time than I normally would to uh, get all of this together. I've added it to my schedule and not because I am squishing it in there. I took some stuff out, you guys. Sometimes all part of self-care and self-love is to make that time for yourself because you are important. And starting small is treating yourself like you are important because you're not making yourself go full blast, full speed ahead to that thing that you want to do. You're giving yourself some room to grow and to learn and to let it integrate into your life. So that's my action step for you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't, please subscribe. That would be lovely. And then new episodes will show up in your feed or on your phone, wherever you listen to this automatically. And then you won't have to remember every Thursday to come check me out. That would be amazing. So yeah, you don't have to be perfect. I'm giving you permission right now to drop everything you're trying to be perfect at and let it go. Just take some deep breaths and remember that life is a journey. There's no need to be perfect and you can take it small and you can suck at first. It's totally okay. (laughs) All right, you guys, I will see you next week and I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free by emailing me at discoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at discoveryourselfpod. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful. I would also love it if you would send this episode to a friend or someone you know who might need this message in their life too. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.